life on the road. It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns, and fees, fights, cancel flights, running with the runs, and blacklists, bounce checks, great, a bachelorette, drunks in the front, making out for your set, and middle acts doing blow more, missing merch, and drive the rental car past another mega church, and juice keys, vagina fist, your cell phone is gone, one big law and order marathon. December 26th, about 9 a.m. <laughs> Buddy. Buddy, we love to have you. Buddy, I have not seen you, Buddy. But, 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 we can do like the comedy store where they give you one on your birthday. Yeah. They used to do that. Yeah. Right? It was, you just all just saw the shittiest actually, comics. Actually, like, <laughs> like you watch it and be like, cool to me. birthday. Tommy was always cool to me. He always, you got to hang out more. And so I was like, yeah. When things are good, I don't have the time. And when things are bad, I don't have the money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, the, or the mental right. preparedness. Uh, thanks for tuning in the Road Stories podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Murray Valeriano. Post Halloween, beautiful. I love this weather, man. I can't believe it finally rained in town. This is great. We I know. I got huge... a free car wash. Nice. Yeah, I'm very. St- I was sitting in my house like, oh my god, it's raining so hard. I wish my Cadillac was getting washed. <laughs> and then I was like, my wife was like, go out there and move it. And I'm like, yeah, but then I, it's raining so hard, I'll get wet. And then I thought, you know what? I don't even have to get out of my car. So I just got really baked and drove to Safeway and sat in the parking lot for like 20 minutes and came back. It's shining. <laughs> That's hilarious. I thought it was ironic that it rained like that on Halloween and we haven't had that much rain. I think it was just God's way of cleaning the whores in this town. It was just, <laughs> it, that was it. He just was like, you all need washed off. Uh, you, you can't clean the whores in this town. Hollywood whores. Uh, joining me today, uh, post sugar coma and... Thank you for uh, wearing your slutty pirate outfit this morning. Yeah, thank you. I don't know where that came from. Uh, all right. I'm going to introduce Joe Bartnick right up front. I just met him as he walked up today to the house. This is the one thing I love about doing my podcast is meeting new comedians, mm-hmm. checking out their stuff, finding that there are other pe- funny people out there outside my own little snow globe. And I know my listeners love uh, learning about new comics. Also, they've told me a thousand times, so the ones who do know you are stoked and the ones who don't know you Sweet. Well, the ones I don't know, hi. (laughs) And the ones I do know, I'm sorry, I'm on another podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, that's hilarious. Once again, I'm a guest on another. (laughs) If you think you've been missing me, I'm right here, baby. I'm all day, baby. Yeah. I can do any format. Throw me any format. I can talk that. Pretend you didn't hear this story I'm about to tell. Pretend five times this past month. No, I, the stories are. Um, well, we'll let the crowd decide, but uh, <laughs> we can mix up the stories. All right, that's a lot good. of stories. There's a million. I've been doing this. Wait, this is called road stories, right? Yeah, yeah. I've been doing this like 17 years. I got a few stories. You got one or two? Yeah, a couple. <laughs> you got you got more stories you've forgotten than the ones you probably oh, remember. Absolutely. When I was like 20 years old, I mean, I, I've been on the road with you a few, and I've forgotten a few of our nights. <laughs> that's a great thing about the show, too, man. Like halfway through, you'll go, oh. Wait, that just reminded yeah. me of uh, something, something. And so the next comic uh, coming, I'm stoked to have. I just met him. Our mutual friend, Mike Cassantini, has been raving about you for a long time. Oh, thanks, man. And we did a yeah. what was that little, show? little show out at uh, in Beverly Hills. Show. It was, what was fun. The what was the name of that joint again? I think it's called, well, the show's called 90210 right. Comedy. It's run by Stamey Caracasitas. Right. What was the little name of the Oh, the, it's, it's at a show. diner. It's a, a little diner. It's a fun little place. Yeah, why am I blanking on it? It's the Roxbury. The Roxbury. Because it's, it's Roxbury on Roxbury and Beverly Hills. And, fun uh, night that was. That was a fun night. And uh, Jason Lawhead joins us today. Uh, 20 minutes late. That's fine. That's all right. Uh, 
which in uh, comics time, 35 minutes late. Right. Uh, <laughs> that's right. I've been doing this a long time. Right? Which in LA, early. Early. <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> I'm going to start off with an apology. Uh, what, there's and, no booze? Sure. Yeah, sorry. Uh, well, I'm sorry. It's, <laughs> it's one o'clock on a Sunday. Uh, I have a kid. I'm not allowed to drink in the afternoon anymore. Oh, By the not? way, my kid was just playing with That's a... That's how the kid was born. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my kid was playing with a wine cap this morning. Wow. With a wine, and I'm like, honey, really? A wine? He's like, well, he thought it was fun. Like, it's oh, a California it's kid. going to turn around and bite a us in the ass. A cap or a cork? Uh, the, this seems like a cork neighborhood. The, the, <laughs> this <laughs> is this more a cork than it's a screw top It doesn't seem like a yeah. screw top neighborhood. Three streets over is a screw top brown bag neighborhood. I drove through. Yeah, we came, we came, we came southbound through the the, the screw top. <laughs> um, I feel like, and uh, I could be opening up a can of worms here, and it could bite me in the uh, ass on this. But after your set the other night at Night of Two and you did a joke that um, I tweeted something similar to uh, like a while ago, right. and I walked up and I said, "Oh, hey, just so you know." Uh, I told you something similar to that. And I wasn't saying that to accuse you of reading it or right. saying it. For, I was just right. saying that to cover my own ass sure. in case it shows up and you're like, what right. the fuck? This yeah, dude no. saw me do this. And I thought I came off a, I thought I came off a little... Uh, no, I no, I no, no. I was that, just so. hoping that you thought, like, I was like, ah, I, I, listen, first off, my reaction to any of that on either side of that fence, especially mm-hmm. with a joke that we were talking about, the joke that I did... Uh, I'm always like, oh, well, you know, there's a fucking million of guys yeah. thinking the same thing out there, similar. And when you told me the tweet, I didn't think, I was like, well, it's different. Really. Right, right. I mean, mine's more of uh, came from What the is whole, it? Look, what? It's the joke I do. Um, I believe it was the, the Vegas joke when I talk about the young girl stripping it. I said, welcome to the main stage, everybody. Amber alert. When I said, one girl looked like she yeah. wasn't out of high school yet. That's and good. then I turn it into the DJ, go, welcome to the main stage, everybody. Amber alert. Yeah. And then I do a whole thing where... He continues on and tells you what kind of car she got dropped off in and the license plate making model where I go, he's, she just got here in a red 1992 Ford Explorer, California license plate C24 Tango, right? Yeah. Dancing to the song against my will. But then Murray just mentioned that he had tweeted something maybe earlier. 140 characters of that. Yeah, 140 <laughs> characters of that. Basically about a young, girl, a young girl stripping. You know? yeah, yeah, Amber, yeah, I think it was like... Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. So I just wanted—I wanted to publicly apologize. And say oh, if I came up. geez, it was, I never thought of it after that. Like little, like I was just like, ah, well, you know, I don't really, you know. All right. Well, it's been keeping me up Twitter. at night. I'm really? glad some of us have. But it happened no, to me once, it. and I did tell you that that it happened to me once. Um, similar uh, situation with Adam Ferrara years ago in the Paterno situation. Oh yeah, Wait, yeah, we did talk about that, right? right? I was like <laughs> back in. You guys Cleveland. had the same butt fuck joke. Yeah. Well, we had the same. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> No, we had this. Are we allowed to swear in this podcast? Uh, we are now. We are. Now. <laughs> we are. Now. I think you like even just you like. We're allowed. Not, not, not only did you jump over the fence of swearing, you ran through it yeah. and then took the. Well, when you say we both had the same paterno joke, I mean, right. well, you know, we're I think it was about Coke bottle glasses. I had finished. Uh, I had featured for him like two weeks after the whole situation around Thanksgiving. Uh, it was in November, right? And uh, and I had said said a joke where I said, you know, they're thinking about. Turning, putting, you know, they're thinking about taking down the Joe Paterno statue. 
I said, but not permanently. They're going to put it back up. They're just going to have his head looking the other way. <laughs> and Ferrara came up and said he similarly had. He goes, dude, I tweeted something like that, like the day of the thing, kind of like that, just so you know. He wasn't mad at right, all. Right. He was cool about it. And he goes, you know, that's the way comedy goes. That's in the news. That's what comics yeah. think about. He goes, that's what we think about. So right. it's so just but- one of those things that has a lineage. It has some of the same uh, elements that we all fucking. It's parallel thinking, We've all been to a thinking, strip club. We all have seen Yeah, it's parallel thinking. Girls. And, Listen, uh, I've been hopefully seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> I've been uh, att- attempted to be sued for like a TV show I've sold, and it's all parallel thinking. Uh-huh. And then I had a buddy over the other day who's a good friend of mine, and uh, if you're listening, to what, this, can you, I asked what television show? Uh, this was a uh, Cold Turkey. It was a smoking show. See, I crushed the habit oh, right yeah, there. Okay. Yeah, it was a uh, reality show. We uh, tricked people into quit smoking. Oh. And uh, like 15 people, that's ours, and we're going to launch a lawsuit. And then you have to show... You have to show like, like the email. Like the you have before. to show the email. Like if, if you, I would have to prove that you saw my tweet right. and that you know, so all that. Right. But then my buddy came over the other day and had lunch with me. And uh, by the way, you guys, I'm stuck at home during the afternoon. If you want to come have lunch, oh yeah, I'll have corked. Yeah, wine. if I got four, <laughs> hours, if I got four hours to kill in the middle of the afternoon to get to it from Hollywood, I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> all you comedy magic club people, I say, come yeah. on, come on. No, down but that's show. a good one. I'm before the you have a pool, you should sell that first. That's exactly lunch right. is uh, lunch is optional, but the pool is a good deal. <laughs> He's hard to there. sell on a yeah. cold, rainy day. Yeah. The summer, I had yeah. people. Oh, out the I door. go swimming in February with my bad back. <laughs> oh know. yeah. Oh yeah. Is that good for your back? Yeah, it's like instant ice. You know, people like, get ice your back. You get in a cold water pool. It's instantly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually, uh, if it's road stores, I actually polar plunged in Wasilla, Alaska. Get out! I've never charity. had a polar plunge story. Yeah. That's uh, what's her name's town? Wasilla. Yeah, right? it uh, is. That's why uh, I said it. Palin. Yeah. Palin. Yeah. What what gig is up there? Well, there's a bunch of gigs, and that one probably went away. <laughs> no, every year I do a different club. I mean, there is uh, there's that one that's there been Kill there. Choke Kill, yeah, yeah. Which I have another, which I have a great story from that place. That's that, when I learned the Eskimo was the same as the N word in Alaska. I learned that the hard way. All right, you're, well, we got so much to cover right now. <laughs> really, they, they don't. All like right, that start with Kill Kill Choke Charlie's because that's gone, isn't it? I, I don't know. I, I was just reading like not too long ago. Oh, uh, is it really? Yeah. Really? Well, there's a million reasons why that club could have. <laughs> Did you ever play up there? No, but I've it's had like seven of stories. different bars, and it's crazy. Uh, my friend Tom Rhodes plays up there all the time. Yeah, he always comes Rhodes, back with something. Like, yeah, that's a great place. It's a it was an awesome is a f- awesomely fun place. Like uh, it was just it's a great place. But the the uh the the polar plunging okay. was okay they have uh, the it was this guy had two clubs one was out in Wasilla and one was in downtown anchorage so and th- downtown anchorage is like a real city but anyway you're out there like all week you're out there doing two shows and i'm watching like these land movers digging into the ice and i'm just like you have to be a freaking moron what like backhoes yeah cuz the okay. ice is so the ice is like 3 feet sure. deep yeah. sure. you just can't go out there like a shovel of course not. Still out there for like a day doing this. I'm like, you have to be a moron to jump in that water. Right. Come Friday night late show. <laughs> Features like you've had seven or eight morons. <laughs> yeah. Your headliner tonight is a moron. You've had nine morons on the rocks. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and the guys like my features like I've lived here my whole life I've never done it I want to do it and then the, the my the the DJ was a great friend of mine uh, Bob up in Alaska and he's like oh that'd be great if he did it you know everyone be into it so I'm like because I'm a minor minor celebrity in Alaska I used right. to play there a lot anyway long story short I'm like okay we'll do it 
just plastered. About four in the morning, I start smoking hash. <laughs> and I'm like, that's the stupidest thing I'm ever going to do. I forget that par- and I'm not using yeah, yeah. paranoid stone. I'm like, this is stupid. I'm going to get pneumonia. I'm going to grow. So I'm like, ah. So I woke up about nine o'clock. They beat on my door. Like, hey, you're going to do it. You're going to do it. And I'm like, yes, just don't let me get high. <laughs> so about 10 Bloody Marys in. Yeah, yeah. And the whole thing is, that you, you don't just jump in and jump out. You have to swim about maybe 12 feet. Yeah? Yeah, and they have like nine like Alaskan Navy SEALs in like full gear ready to save you if you have a heart attack. Mm-hmm. And I was like number 100. Like 200 people did it. And there's like, you know, teenagers and women, but they had to rescue two people. Really? So I'm just like, oh, dear Lord, don't let me get rescued. Just don't let me get rescued. Like, just, just swim. Just swim. Yeah. Just swim. Yeah. <laughs> so I did it. I jumped in and just like the doggy paddle and like swam for my life. And I made it. And then because I said I was, I'm was, i a pseudo celebrity, I got to hang in the hot tub for like the, the oh, next sweet. hour. Oh, sweet. And people. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Because <laughs> they were like, okay, like you can only stay in for like two people, then get out. But I, they let me sit in there. Ah, sweet. So, so is a heart attack like the biggest like thing that could happen? Is it because it's a shock to the system? Or yes. Are they expecting that there might be people that could, that's like the biggest? Oh, absolutely. Because I'll tell you, because it's such a change in temperature. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Because I'll, I'll real quick, because I went whitewater rafting on the American River one one time by Sacramento. Okay, and it's like 110 degrees, yeah, and then yeah. you jump in, and the water is like straight from the Sierra Nevada. I I had my heart stopped. I was going down, <laughs> I was going down like a bowling pin, yeah. and people. It took like nine people from the raft to pull me back in. Like I couldn't move my arms. I was just like, oh, uh. yeah, like, yeah. Get in the boat, get in the boat, get in the raft. I'm just like, oh. <laughs> and that's cold too, man. So that's got to be even colder up in Alaska. What do they have a water temp up there? Um, it was probably like can't, it's got to be thirty. It's got. I was gonna it's say it's got to be below 30, thirty-three. It's got to be thirty-three right when it breaks ice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, yeah. It, it's it, until where it can be liquid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they get that ice, and it's thirty-three, and it probably hits the atmosphere and maybe warms up a temperature or two, but. No, it was. It ain't it more was than cold. thirty-four. Degrees. <laughs> it was Jeez. cold. Uh, you know, I, I did that like two winters ago. I my balls just dropped. Oh yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. You're like you're doing this, and you knock your ball out of your ear. You know, when, you, when, you, when you're trying to get water out of your ear, you, you do this, and one of your left testicle pops out. Oh, Dude, is. that is. I've been in the ocean over here in, in 59 degree weather in a wetsuit and freezing my ass off so because oh, you're a surfer yeah so because you're not mexican no, I'm not me- <laughs> wetsuit not fully closed okay. <laughs> <laughs> no because you can always tell like when the when, when it's cold the only people in the water are kids and mexicans uh-huh. yeah surfers surfers because yeah. i got the wetsuits yes all right so, so how did you find out eskimo is like the uh n-word the nigger word uh, uh. I went up. <laughs> I don't, I don't say inward. <laughs> yeah, I try not to either. But you free know, it up, free I, it up. I didn't know if this was going to be. But a- traffic's miserable today. So. <laughs> uh, uh. So let's go back to the ice jumping story. Yeah. So I was, uh, so I was in there, and I made the mistake. Like it was like the Saturday night. It was like a two show Saturday in their place, and then they're like, "The comics we love, we like to, we like them to play this other room for the third show. That's like the unknown one." I'm like, uh. "For free?" And I'm like, "Well, if you get me a guitar, I'll do it." Just to be an asshole, like I don't play guitar. <laughs> I just didn't want to it. do it. Right. They, show, it. They, they find a guitar. <laughs> So I know like three chords of Smoke on the Water and like three chords of like two other songs. So I start doing that and people start booing. I'm like, right. I don't care. I don't care. You know, and just, just, just annihilately drunk and like, 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 like kind of like time travel drunk. And I told some chick, she, she was a really hot looking Eskimo. 
next thing I know, like three guys come charge the stage, and I'm like, what's? And I'm like, in that, I was in that wasted, like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, what's going on? And they're like, you know, whatever. And the guy tried to hit me, and then it was like a full on riot. Really? Yeah, and I kind of don't remember that because they scooted me in the cab to the airport. Because if you've ever played Alaska, there's only two flights, so you usually fly out right after the last show uh-huh. Saturday, and. And I was legendary up there for like years. People are like, oh, I find out like, oh, you're the guy that started the riot and killed you, Charlie. He's like, hey, Jeez, that's hilarious. So how did <laughs> their red eye is when you walk to the airport with a red eye for saying Eskimo <laughs> to the wrong guy. Yeah. You got to get out of town at midnight. That's their red eye. <laughs> so who, how did they explain it to you? Or They were just like, oh, yeah, you can't say Eskimo. They're like wondering what the hell happened. Right. They're like, oh, I've been a good guy. I've been a party guy. Like, I jumped in your ice. Been, what do you want? Yeah, exactly. Like, how much like, more have I been baptized? How much more of a team state. player can I be? No, that was a different. That was a different gig. <laughs> but then that yeah. so Charlie's a different gig. They're not Inuit, right? No, what are they? Uh, they're well. They're, I'm showing my ignorance. <laughs> you're supposed to name them by whatever. Uh, tribe by they tribe. Are, okay, which of is course. Like, you know, I guess it's like you know, if you call all like Asians Orientals, right? Kind right. Of the same That's thing. kind of their thing, I guess. Right. But you know. Asians are so polite; they don't even care. They just—they don't even mention it. Well, I've, you, you I, never heard an Asian go, "Don't say the O word." Well, I've lived in California so long that I can tell Asians apart now. Can you? Yeah. I really can, yeah. and I have a bit about it, so I won't do it here. Yeah, okay, no, 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 no. Come see Joe Burton. You should tell City, me that bit because I tweeted a bit similar to that. Oh, uh, really? Uh, <laughs> yeah, about four years ago. <laughs> 140 characters. Yeah, 140. So you came 139. here. 139. We just came here to be apologized. Yeah, yeah, yeah just <laughs> apologies. You could have texted me. I went up to San Trapp for an hour. Yeah. You could have just tweeted me <laughs> the link of the tweet that you wanted to tell me. Hey, if you didn't come four hours, you wouldn't have Halloween candy right there. And let me tell you the good shit too: Snickers yeah. Yeah. and uh, peanut butter. No, cups. that is the good stuff. Did you go trick or treating with your kid? No, we you know we hung. My kid's like two and a half, so uh, we're gonna hold him off. Good candy good. one more year. Good. And so we handed out stuff, and then he ran around in the neighborhood with some kids. So That's it was cool. it was cool, and it's kind of and it's like a this is a kid's neighborhood now. You know, when I first moved here, I lived in Hollywood, and you know, anybody, you never answered the door. Trick or treat, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Everybody's in a costume, uh, right? It really and so is. it's it's like Actually, Halloween's slow in Hollywood. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's it's weird to be like I think I told you guys this. It's weird to like be back in this kind of suburban neighborhood I ran away from growing up, you know, and then right smack dab here, and then you have to. Where'd you grow up? I grew up primarily in New Jersey. Okay, outside Jersey, yeah. uh, about 12, 13 miles outside of Manhattan. Gotcha. Uh, literally, right where they shot Sopranos. Oh, okay. that whole area is my stomping ground. What's the name of that? Is that C- that's not Seacock. They lived is in Caldwell, I think. The Sopranos lived in Caldwell. Okay. Uh, my town was called Pequannock, which okay. is a small town near Wayne, New Jersey, which is like the bigger town. Is it near Secaucus? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 You just go right out uh, Route Three, out past Secaucus. Yeah, when I would, I love the guy because like, I would take the train. I lived out there this summer for you know a few months, uh-huh. and then uh, actually we did some gigs. And you would take the train. Remember when we, we did the uh, Brunswick gig? Yeah, New Brunswick, uh, New, Br- New Brunswick, uh, a stress, stress factory, factory right? weekend. So him and I, which really was together. a stress factory for Jason. Uh, oh, geez. really? <laughs> There's a road story. Yeah. He, listen, he, he's not. I'm not is an interesting character. I can bleep the name if you'd like. Brand. You can talk all the he's shit you the want. And I can bleep it. Character. No, I'm just gonna say he's an interesting character. Okay. He uh, he is just an. I never had a taste of this guy uh-huh. before, and then I'm working his club. Actually, you know, I did a guest set there last 
January, I think, or I was in town and uh, my boy, my buddy, our buddy Paul Bursey, who we were, who we all three of us toured together a lot this year, was featuring for Sherrod Small. So I went out there and did a guest set, and he was cool. Like, yeah, cool. I put the guy up, but he wasn't around. Like, he, I don't know if you know, but will host the shows a lot or uh-huh. go on stage a yeah, lot yeah. himself, and he just kind of picks it that night. So. We, uh, you know, we were headlining. We had this all-in tour, me, myself, Joe, and and Paul Verzi. Doing so a three-way. It was a three-man headline. Awesome. We were doing a half hour Love each, it. right? So we were touring. We did a West Coast and an East Coast run. And we did a weekend there. And, you know, I, we're all three of us are his headlines. We all sure. got the name on the bill. And, and a lot of times at different cities or different locations, we would change up the lineups. We'd mm-hmm. always have a local host do like 10. And then it'd either be me go first do 30, then Joe, and then, or do yeah, 25. Yeah. Or whatever. So this happened to be the night where Vinny was on uh, stage. He was going to take the reins and do the hosting instead. The night before was like a, a local kid, mm-hmm. and then he was coming in on the Friday night early show. And um, I, I was going first at, in that situation. So, you know, we knew it was his club. We're going, ah, yeah, I kind of give him the whole, how much, you know. You He's know, a New f- Jersey ball buster. Yeah. Like, okay. li- like, 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 literally, he was like, you know, you have to work clean. Yeah, right. and I was like, "Well, then I'm not going up." <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, and then and then because because uh, you know Jim Florentine's our great friend, friend of the tour, friend of us, mm-hmm, and, sure. uh, and and Florentine was going with him. He goes, "Oh yeah, 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 man, I'm sorry, but you got to work clean." I go, "That's cool." Then Verzi can just do an hour. Like, right, I'm, right, I'm, I'm yeah. not going up. Like, yeah. I don't give a shit sure. about his fucking, you know, uh, whatever his uh, buffet. Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, then he finally realized, like, okay, I'm not going to break this kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And he already had given me that kind of a little bit of a treatment when I first came in for that guest set a little while mm-hmm. back. He said something to me in the green room, so I kind of knew his mo his 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 motive is not make a good first impression. I yeah. think I think he literally wants that to happen. And it's like the uh, cop land of comedy. Yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. You, yeah, that's perfect. That's funny. It is though. That's it's funny. all the all the New York funny. guys come and fuck with them, and then so he gets pissed. Yeah. Oh wow, that's amazing. Yeah, that's, that's an, an amazing that's analogy. A great take. <laughs> We're so early in the morning. That's a great take. <laughs> so what happened? So anyway, so it gets to the point where the show's about to start. He's in the green room, and he's gonna go out and host. And he's uh-huh. like, uh, "Yeah, okay. What do you want me to? You know, what do you want me to say about you?" And I said, "If you can." Just promote my podcast. Sure. I said, just, you know, uh, Lawheads Court. It's easy. It's my last name in a word, Court. I'll, I'll, I can take it from No, no big deal. Right. He goes, all right, cool. So that's fine. I mean, listen, I'm on his posters. We've been on his posters, mm-hmm. on his website, all three names, you know, on the It's not like, you know, we've been, at, our posters in the back of the room from the people the week before we're on the marquee. So he gets done. He does his like 20, mm-hmm. 25 up front, which is, we knew he was going to pull that because he does that all the time. So it's that was it. It's his club. That's his club. We knew club. We, we had already kind of been kind of like, ah, he'll do like, he'll tell you he'll do 10 or 15 and he'll do 25 or 30, mm-hmm. whatever. So at the end of his set, I can feel him going, all right, you know, we got a great show for you tonight. Da, 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 da. He does a lot of crowd work. So he's feeling, he's pulling away from the crowd, letting them know that there's about to be a show happening. Right, so right. I start making my way. You've been to the stress factory. I start making my way over by that sound room in the back to kind of get ready to walk up. And he goes, all right, this first guy I'm bringing to the stage. Actually, who am I bringing up? And he yells back to the sound guy, and I'm just doing one of these. I'm like in the back, going, you got to be kidding me right now. And the sound guy goes, right? One of the three headliners who all have different names. The sound guy yells to him, Jason. And he goes, <laughs> he goes like this. He goes, here it comes. Yeah. You know, I actually just write it down and bring it up to me. And then he goes and starts doing crowd work again. Really? So I'm standing in the back. Now people in their chairs, the 150 people or so, are kind of looking over. Because 
now they're looking over their shoulder because there's been a conversation between a guy yeah, yeah. with the Wizard of Oz in the back <laughs> and this guy yelling to each other. Now they're looking back and they see me because I'm standing back there and they can tell I'm the guy that looks like the comedian. Right, like the who's, who's water, waiting to go up. Pacing. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I'm the only guy not watching the show. Right. So then he goes while he's waiting for the note and does a little surfing in there and crowd work yeah. and da-da-da-da-da. He gets the note, right? The guy writes my name down for him. Jason right, yeah. Lawhead. Very easy to pronounce, by the way. Easy. He gets the note, right? And then he goes, oh, right, right, right. Okay, anyway, hey, we're going to bring up this first guy. Really funny. He's got a, uh, what's the name of your podcast? Joe's Podcast? I go, what? I go, and I just, I lost it. Right. I didn't yeah. lose it I, for the, my performance. Sure, sure. I just went, forget it, Vinny. Just bring me up. And I start walking to the stage. Now everybody's over, turned around in their chairs, looking at me like, who, who are we paying to see? Well, yeah, well, yeah. This guy's just running with the three headliner. What's going on? And he goes, no, no, no. What's the name of the punk? And I start walking towards him. I'm like, no, just forget it. Just bring, I'm just, don't worry about it. And he can tell that I'm angry. He, he now he's like, oh, this guy. Eh. So he's like, oh, no, no. Anyway, this guy's really funny. He's got a podcast. I'll tell you about it. Jason Lawhead. And I'm already up. My feet are on yeah. stage. He's rushing the <laughs> intro out because he's like, this guy's just going to walk up and take the mic from yeah, him. Yeah. I'm literally feet on stage. And I get it up there. And, you know, they kind of give me this whole, like, what the fuck just happened? Like, this half applause. Like, I just made a triple bogey. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this is like this. And, uh, I'm like, hey, thanks, everybody. And I just, the, the only thing I could react to was, I said, hey, thanks, everybody. Uh, you know, what do you expect? You, got, you can't expect a guy to remember anybody else's name when he puts his own on a marquee. <laughs> and that's the only thing I said. And uh, But that was like, that was one of those things that, that bothers you as a performer. And I don't care if it's, you know, if it's an honest mistake, it's an honest mistake. Sure, and that you, happens. But when you're yelling back for notes and the guy writes the name, that then you just go out and deliver a butchered, like don't even get it close to the right, and you just carelessly uh, deliver that kind of a thing, you know. Um, Preach into the choir, dude. You know, I, I just, that was one of those things where you just go, good Lord, man. You know what I mean? Like, my name's Murray Valeriano, and my listeners have heard the butchers of my name every week. Every week I come back from the road. I got an, as a matter of fact, I have one right now. Last week at a club I work with in town all the time. New sound guy. I was up first. We we're going tag team. Mm -hmm. I opened the show. Come to the stage, Murray. Murray. <laughs> Murray, Murray. Murray Murray. I was so like, and I, and the thing is, Murray Murray. Like when you lose it on them, you look like the asshole. Right. Oh, they yeah. They don't, the crowd doesn't know that your name has been butchered 47 times this right. week and nope. that it's important that you get your name right because you worked hard to get mm -hmm. on this stage. Most people at their jobs want the other people that work with them for getting their name. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. dude, I hope he doesn't call me. I over did a gig this crap. summer in Pittsburgh, right? We, uh, Craig Gass headlined, but I was like special guest. It was mm -hmm. a theater show. You know, tons of people came to see me. The early show, we had a, a chick host that, uh, I'll say it, I don't care. She was terrible. I okay. love it. She was terrible. But unfortunately, somebody drugged her, gave her a roofie, and then like almost killed her. <laughs> She had to be carried out of the club. And, wait, wait, what? hold on. Yeah, what? and Craig Gass loved it because I walked up to the green room and I'm like, is our opener dead? <laughs> no, she's an Eskimo. Because I saw her covered. I saw her being carried out. All right, hold on. You're kind of glossing over this. <laughs> All right, so you had an opener. You yeah. glossing over this. Who was terrible. Yeah, she was She was terrible. just a terrible... She, you know, terrible she, comic. She was, you know. Did somebody drug her? My mother was at the show, and my okay. mother is one of those people that 
will only talk bad about her own kids. Sure. <laughs> She's that, Italian. My mom. Of course. Of course. Yeah, so she, uh, she was literally like, I didn't like that girl at all. Right. Like she just swore the whole time. Mm-hmm. It wasn't funny like at all. Right. I forget her name, so I'm not Rita Redner. bad about her. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, so she got, so she got destroyed. So she got, you know, whatever. She was like done. Yeah. So there's like other local comics hanging out. And so uh, one of them was like, oh, I'll host. So he went up. Instead of doing like 10 minutes, because uh-huh. we had a Jimmy Crenn, Pittsburgh legend, was going to come do a special set. He did a half hour mm. on the late show. Late show, then forgot my name. Really? And he was the host. And he was hosting a half hour hosting. All he right. did a half hour. But he was like, just like, oh, doing a favor. Like he could have done, done two. He could have just brought me up. It would have been the same. Sure. Like, yeah. It yeah. would have been just as good. Yeah. But he was, he was, eh. For a half hour. Yeah. And then he goes, this next guy, he goes, oh, man, I forget his name. And by then, I'm just standing there. I'm like, dude, you're... So I, I go, don't worry about it. I literally walked up and just took the mic from him. I go, I go dude, who cares? I go, give, I go, give, <laughs> dude, who cares? I go, give it up for this guy. <laughs> Doing his HBO half-hour special. Right. And I go, Jesus Christ, is there any jokes you didn't do tonight? <laughs> but talking about people forgetting their names, I mean, that's like a theater gig in yeah. my hometown. And I was like on the po- I, I was on the marquee, and the guy's like, Ugh. "Yeah, I'm serious, right? Seriously, just so self-centered. I it did really a, so self-centered. It really is. I did a guest spot. I, I do this uh, show. It's all comics who surf, and we tour up and down the coast and respond. You do it with Norelli. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh I got nice. a million stories with Norelli. Norelli's a good friend of mine, man. It, it, yeah, we surf together. Like we surf trestles, then we did Brea. You know, so we do that, and so. Uh, for one, <laughs> usually if I can, I'll go up the weekend before and do a guest spot and promo the show. Mm-hmm. If I'm off, like this past week, I was off, so we did it in Ventura, so I went up on Ventura on Saturday night. Do five minutes, you know, kill them for five minutes. Sure. To say, hey, I'm headlining Bring on back Wednesday. Next I got two for one tickets or whatever, you know. And so I did. And so I did it at one club on a Saturday, and the MC brought me brought me up. Did it did great. It was perfect. Uh, handed out you know a bunch of two for ones after the show. Did the second show? The owner of the club decides to close the show because he uh, Andres. I, well, I'm not saying names. Well, uh, this wasn't Ventura. Oh, I'm sorry. We can say the N word, but we can't. Say it. <laughs> <laughs> but we can't. We, you're you're kind of gig, but we can't drop the dime on yeah. a middle act. <laughs> no one to mention him. Can't drop the dime on a middle act in Ventura. It's hilarious. The most amazing thing I've ever heard in my that life. Is, Joe, dude, you can't, you get, you can't po- put this guy is a goalie of comedy. You can't put anything by this guy. You'll catch it. You dude. just He'll won podcasts. Like, uh, it wasn't Ventura, but I know Andres. Uh, um, he goes up at the end because he owned this guy, like owns the club and then he owns like a bar somewhere uh, in the neighborhood. So he always gives out passes to his bar. And he goes up, he's like, So, yeah, so uh, when you get off stage, we're going to give a pass to my bar here and then we're going to give a pass to a show. Comic Sans, what is, what, the, what is this? What kind of, what is the, what is so far? What is that? A, you're disrespecting me. Mm-hmm. B, you're disrespecting your club. Right. Down, yeah. Shit on a show that's going to pay your that's rent what next I was, week. That's man. my whole point was, in my experience, was, dude, this, is, this has your name on it. And yeah. You're just making it seem like you're bringing out a show you don't have any clue how it got booked. Right, right. Like who's running your club? You or somebody else? Yeah. Take a little pride. Take a little pride. Yeah. I've had my name butchered by sound guys from the back. Like, mm-hmm. I've been called Josh Lawhead or Jason Lawson. Like, yeah, I hate your act, Jason Lawson. And I'm like, I'm sitting in the back when, the, you know, when they're doing the lights. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you're like, the guy just called me Lawson. And, or it's Josh. <laughs> Josh Lawhead. And you're like, I can't believe 
how does we, this happen? Yours is tough. I'll, I'll grant you, yours is tough. Me and you have like the easiest names compound in names. Jason Lawhead and Joe Bartnick. Joe Bartnick. I have three names. Jason Law. That's what I three words. They're words. That's what I tell people though when they're bringing me up. I'm like, I'm like, it's three first names. Joe Bartnick. Yeah. And I never care about any credit. I'm like, because I've been there. I've hosted a million shows. I never care about any credits. I go, I don't. I'll I'll be like, I'll be like, oh, what do you mean to say? I'll give him a couple things, and then I'll just be like, but if you forget him. I don't give a shit. Yeah, that's what I say now because of my experiences. Is dude, just get my name right. Maybe just say he's got a great podcast. Yeah. If you don't want to remember my podcast name, just say he's got a great podcast. Just yeah. remember my name. I always say this: however it comes out is fine. Mm. However you say it, just say it with confidence. Yes, I, I've been Mark Valentino, <laughs> Murphy Volcano. <laughs> I've been, I've been every. Yeah. I'm just like you know what? Because they'll get it right after when they come yeah. when it's on my card and I'm signing stuff. That's where it's going. This be. story yeah. has appeared on other pod, uh, on another podcast, but this is a good name. That's okay. This is mind. a good name. As screw. long as you didn't do it on Marin's, this I don't care. A, no, I haven't done it on Marin's. Uh, I, I screwed up. Bobcat Gold Flates, whatever how you say Gold his name. Gold Quaid. You just Flate, screwed it up Flate. again. Yeah. <laughs> on his CD recording. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. my. Well, he killed every show. He had to pick the one that I screwed it up on. <laughs> That's hilarious. It, it gets funnier, right? So um, he's, a, he's a super great guy. Yeah, Bobcat's great. And uh, so anyway, I did like the weekend with him, five shows at the, at the uh, uh, San Jose Improv. And then that year, every like at the end of the year on New Year's Eve, everyone kind of gathers at the punchline on New Year's Eve, you know, after everyone's New Year's Eve shows. So I was doing the Palace of Fine Arts, and then on the way down, someone was like, "Oh, what was your favorite show of the year?" And I was like, "You know, I really like working with Bobcat. He was really funny. And it was just like working with Bobcat. It was amazing." <laughs> Walking that, if you've ever been to the San Francisco Punchline, it's kind of on the raised stairs. So walking up like through the piss smell of the up there I, I i hear bartnick bartnick and i turn around and it was uh ben who used to work at cobbs or doesn't ben at cobbs in San Francisco. now he works at philly helium i'm like hey he goes we were just talking about you i got bobcat's gold i got bobcat cd for christmas and it says thanks to everyone except the fucking asshole who fucked up my name ah. <laughs> <laughs> Years later, I moved to L.A. Like, my first set ever in L.A. Guess who's sitting in the back? Bobcat. <laughs> That's hilarious. And I then, like, I had to go up to him. I go, hey, man, how you doing? I go, sorry about your sickness. No! I knew he was just kidding. Sure, of course. Sure, it but was then, a funny And then he's been super cool ever since. But I was when I saw him, I like, went up. Like, oh, yeah, your next comic, Joe Bartnick. And I was like... That's like, awesome. Like, hey, like, oh, there's Bobcat. Well, he's got it. That's a difficult na- first name to just spit out. Even if you practice it, you can be like, okay, I got it now. Gold Quaith. It's Gold Quaith, right? Thwaite. Thwaite. Gold Thwaite. See? So yeah. Gold Thwaite isn't easy to just shoot out. Right. And then, you know, the guy's first name is an animal. I mean, you got to try to put the, you got to, you got to try to, you got to try to create some type of symmetry between a bobcat and then a guy's last name that is very fucking And ethnic. it was like the, you know, 600, whatever many people are in the San Jose improv. Yeah. It's yeah. Pretty and big. that was before I started working with the queen. And so 600 people going nuts is like a little bit like, I wasn't like where I'm at now where I just be like, okay, they're cool. Or right. whatever, I'd be able to like to take a step back and know it's not about me, even though I knew it wasn't about me then. You know, you're just in the emotion. I'm yeah. like, this oh, yeah. is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you're intimidated by the big crowd, or not intimidated, but like not used to that big crowd. In, over- in those days, it was like you know, it was Saturday night improv, San sure. Jose. I mean, Packed. if you ever played there, like that place was never. I used to close that place and used to do the comedy colleges. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that'd be the worst gigs in the world. It'd be like <laughs> p- people who won 10 free tickets would show up, sit through 15 horrible comics, 
and then I'd have to do 45 minutes when they Oof. all just want to leave mm. for 50 bucks. And a nice, 15. A nice burger. And a nice burger. You know, but I mean, those people <laughs> like a nice burger. <laughs> I do like this a guy. Nice I've been on the road, and this guy loves a nice. Burger. Oh yeah, good burger. Oh, he loves it. I know burger. where to eat. You know, yeah. he knows I've been everywhere. That's like my favorite. Yeah, he, he, I'm like he the, knows good I'm like the poor man's Anthony Bourdain. <laughs> I do all the drugs and do all the food. Just no one knows who the fuck I am. <laughs> no reservations. Uh, you just don't have anybody walking around showing you the spot. You're just doing it yourself. Yeah. Just stumbling into him and discovering my, it yourself. Uh, my uh, my show is called No Real Credits. <laughs> <laughs> No network credits, yeah. Only can, no uh, network credits. Funny. All four, all four letters or more. Yeah. What happened? You said fifteen comics, and then you doing forty-five. What happened to? Not maybe, to sound, maybe, maybe ten, but like still. everyone, they could suck money out of and pretend they were teaching them comedy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But still, ten comics on a show is too much. Yes. I, I hope I didn't tell this story on the last episode. I was booked to do a show with seven comics. Uh, on the show and then the improv called and if I, mean, I tell him if you're gonna book me on a weekend and a club calls i'm gonna take that call sure I, i'm gonna do that and so that's what happened and oh and i that's a whole nother story <laughs> but i called the woman i'm like hey you're gonna kill me but like the improv called and i gotta be down in irvine and she's like oh what am i gonna do Use one of your six comics. Yeah. <laughs> you got your six fine. You're, what are you going to do? Fire two more, and you'll still have a great show. Exactly. Like, leave. I don't understand this whole... Saw Mencia do three and a half hours on a Sunday night a couple months ago. What do you... Right. Leave him wanting more, man. Why well, don't I understand Did he do that. my Amber Alert joke? <laughs> <laughs> um, now, I'm a, I've always been against like the lo- the big long sets. I've been working the Comedy Magic Club a lot. Lately. Right, right. I've been kind of been regularized into there, and they I've do been ten- there a lot lately because I was looking yeah. at your schedule. I've been doing that a lot. They've been good to me. So, uh, but they do a ten comic showcase, which right. they have it down to the T. Though they put yeah. up ten really good comics that suit their room and their audience. Mm-hmm. Richard does a great job at putting the list together. You tag team it so the host doesn't go in there and kill the time. Seven minutes, right? Something. Seven and a half, yeah. eight minutes tops. You got an eighty-minute show, and I'm going to tell you something. Boom! They they don't know they saw ten comics. The yeah. Comedy Magic Club does a great job at that. They're the one few, if only, club I've seen where I've nodded my head to that, going, "Yes, they can do it." Every other experience, more than four comics, mm-hmm. I've never never had a really good taste or feeling about well, that the show. old yeah. Sunday night showcases in San Francisco when they had enough comics oh, is that where you came up to, yeah when, yeah, when they had enough really. great comics to fill the hole and I heard that when when the scene was in its heyday yeah like when ridiculous. I started it was like I mean when I started just sitting there watching the comics I was like yeah. I can never go up really yeah. Yeah. yeah and then and then you know and then they you know but and there's rarities but they do that once a week you know, that Sunday night. And some clubs in certain markets, like a San Francisco, which is a great market, and maybe there's like the Bostons that can live at once a week or once a month. They have their built-in room. They, they have history. And they have good comics that can deliver a show that yeah. live in town. There ain't a lot of places other than San Francisco and maybe a few others out, outside of New York City and L.A. where you can deliver you can those kind of that talent. Kinda, yeah. No, and, that, and not you know. to crap on other cities, but, man, I've gone to some other towns this year and seeing some showcases, and I'm just like, what are these people doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, literally. Yeah, like, yeah. And I feel like they're almost training audiences to be horrible. Like, that's what you guys consider comedy? Like, yeah. oh. Yeah, how many, and it's been said so many times on this show, how many times have you got off stage and you're signing and you're doing your meet and greet or whatever, and somebody's come up to you and said, 
this is this is the first comedy show I've ever been to. This is great. All the time. All the time. So think about all those crappy shows and how many people are like, this is the first one. I'm never coming back. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm never wasting I all this money I want to say that again. somebody, I, I remember hearing, uh, you know, I started at Hilarities in Cleveland with a guy mm-hmm. that owns the place is great, Nick Casas. Uh, we, we did that room, uh, the tour did it. I've never day. done Hilarities. Yeah, you I should. It's I'll great. give you the contact. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not awesome. promising anything. They're, they're tough. The, the first screen is like, you got to really be persistent, but whatever. I don't know. Anyhow. Um, There's also I, the old was, ghetto Hilarities. Oh, oh, yeah. in, in, Akron. in Akron, I used to yeah. do that one. It's called before. the Funny Stop now. Yeah, I li- well, that, the original one burned down. Wait, but they used yeah. to put a, they used to put me up in the basement, Cuyahoga Falls. Yeah. Oh, up, really? I was yeah, trying to think if I knew that one. In I the basement. Oh, yeah. nice. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, that place like a yeah. It's like safe house comedy. You Wait. go there and you're like, you, you don't even they don't even advertise that there's a comic. No, that, but that's a good road story. And I, but I, I and uh, yeah, well that's the one. Well, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no I was just gonna say. We'll when get back I, to the I was just gonna basement. say when it came to uh, I remember having a discussion with him years ago when I, I worked for him. I was an employee there mm-hmm. while I was cutting my teeth starting out. You know, first you know 10, 11 years ago and. You know he had he was a, he's a statistic guy. He he's one of these owners that really cares about what's going on and you know where yeah. where his club's at. And he said something. I think I forget what club did did kind of a, a study over a course of a year with like comment flyers and and email like mm-hmm. feedback type thing. I want to maybe say it was the Star Dome in Birmingham. Okay, but I, I'm not gonna say that that was the guy. But he said he he put out the comment card with a, with a few select questions, almost as a study. Sure. And it was one of those was how many times have you been? Is this your first time? Mark this box. Or is this, you know, are you, would you consider, then there was like two other choices. Consider yourself uh, never coming or more Frequent. than a few times yeah, a yeah, year, more, yeah, yeah. times a year. And over, almost 50%, over a course of a year, almost 50, I think he said like 48% of everything that came back was first time first ever time. being in a comedy club. He was blown away because he didn't think it was going to be like that. He right, thought maybe, yeah. you know, 15, 20% sure. of their very first time, but I'd like to see how many people are coming, you know, three times a year as opposed to three times a month. Right, right. Right. Birmingham. There's not, there's not that many people to go around once. Yeah. I mean, just well, I'm not, been... I think, it, but it was, a, it was a club like that. If it sure. wasn't the Stardome, it was there. definitely one of those similar, could have been Atlanta. It was definitely a South. I remember that, but... Um, I was blown away. Yeah, so yeah. that that tells you us that people are still f- figuring this out. And I think stand up is becoming more engaging and popular for audiences mm-hmm. live stand up than ever in my experience at least maybe maybe because I'm working more than I ever have. Right, there's right. all these other little elements. Sure. But I feel like when I'm in the clubs and I'm see- the more I go out and whatever it's LA or the time I spent in New York or on the road when we do gigs, I feel like more people are in comedy clubs looking for live comedy from people that aren't names, yeah. aren't household names, and not not huge draws, not these marquee names. There are people putting themselves in the seats to see guys like me, Joe, you, uh, yeah. you know, not not Kevin Hart. I mean, sure, yes, sure, they're going to see those guys, but more I think so. I think the clubs can't ruin it again because I yeah. worked the door at the Punchline yeah. uh, right when the right at the end of the bust. And we used to give away tickets to everybody. And then all of a sudden, uh, my visionary boss, Jim Cornette, just said, you know what? The audiences suck. They're stupid people. You know what? F them. And then Jeff Wills, who's now the king of Live Nation, Mm -hmm. who's a comedy genius, he only booked the best. 
and we would get Attell four times a year, Chappelle mm. four times a year, Mitch Hedberg, Lewis Black, all the best of the best, the cream of the crop. You know what? If there only was 40 people, those were just better people, and, yeah. they, and they paid. And that's how all mm-hmm. of a sudden run, at least for the punchline. But what I think with these comedy clubs, especially the ones that are owned by big corporations, they're so freaking greedy mm-hmm. that they're going to outprice the experience. Interesting. Because, because I still you, think you, it's you, a good... You, you, I think when, when you look at somebody's concert price, you want to go watch Rod Stewart or Elton John. Or, I mean, it's ridiculous. You go to these movie prices now to go see a, a movie at night. I still feel like stand-up comedy, if you're going to go see real good guys, even if you've never heard of them, and they're really funny, you see a three-man show mm-hmm. that makes you laugh your ass off for 90 minutes, I still feel like... It's really well priced against what we're paying for the things that we experience in this but world. I, I, it it is, is, but I just think that they got to watch because, oh, you know, you, it's like, you know, it's like. And you may be right. You may because be it's predicting like 25 something. bucks to get in, two watered down shitty drinks, mm-hmm. the food's shitty, half the time the service is shitty, and then you still got to pay a babysitter. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, you know, I put on a good show. I think so. Mm-hmm. But you know what? In the long run, like, am I really worth 150 bucks? Yeah. Mm. I don't know. In Alaska, you are apparently. Yeah. No, but you know what I mean. No. It's well, like one yeah, of those I things. Mean, where, whereas in the old days, if it was like ten bucks to get in, mm-hmm. and you know, and the drinks aren't you know nine seventy five. Like I, I think comedies. I don't know. Let's it's just, not I, a toastino I just think comedy pizza. is like a fifty dollar thing. No, and I yeah, agree I with you. Com- when comedy you. turns into a hundred and twenty five dollar thing, it's like, are the Stones playing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. no doubt. No, I agree. <laughs> That's no. all. You know, no, and then you it. tack on, and I've been talking to a lot of. I got a couple of things brewing uh, uh, in Jersey right now, and uh, a lot of the complaint when I've been talking to the audience members are, yeah, man, going into New York to see stand-up, going into New York with parking and the tunnel yeah. is $60 right there. Yeah, just it's to 20 bucks to the, in the tunnel, yeah. 40 to park, and then you got your club fee, and then you got, you know, yeah. and so it's, it can get pricey, man. Right. And then you're going to fucking put up 10 Open micers, but you know how. But, but so you know bad. how many. But, but really though. But then. But do you know how much people spent in this town last night just to put on a costume mm-hmm. and be seen and go out to clubs in Hollywood? I not see any entertainment really. Maybe hear a DJ that nobody's ever heard of an right. open mic DJ. Right. But people drop a lot of freaking coin when you start with your $100 costume uh-huh. or whatever it is and the yeah. dr- the uh, yeah, park the, right, the Ubers right, the cabs the drinking the, the late night diner norms at 2 in the morning by the time you get home I mean those people last night you're dropped right. a few hundred bucks sure you're right and maybe should, because I don't know because I worked I worked you know I bartended and worked security uh, you know my whole life until I did this without doing anything else and especially like Bill Graham, I saw a million shows. I drank for free for decades. That like, I guess actually paying for something is like, yeah. Oh, I can never do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, unless, unless like ACDC in Christ right. is opening. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm not gonna pay to see. Yeah. It. Like, even just like tonight, my wife wanted to go see uh, uh, the Almond Brothers, whatever the kids name, Derek Trucks and everything. Derek and Trucks, I'm like. Yeah. Eh, you know, to get a babysitter, and you know, it's I don't want to see Derek yeah. Sharks that bad. Yeah. Oh yeah, we've turned down. I've turned down free tickets to go. We we got tickets to go see Los Lobos, and I love Los Lobos, but they're in Los Feliz. <laughs> That's confusing. Saw, what? That's confusing. Los Lobos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
you know, um, but I didn't want to drive yeah. all the way to your side of town right. and fight the traffic. And yeah, we'll just stay home watching movie. But you know what, though, to getting back to your point, and I think this is why I think comedy's strong. And even if it, you know, and you don't want it to get outrageous. You don't want it to feel like people are going, "God, I spent a hundred and fifty dollars." Yeah, like I'm not going to buy your CD. I just yeah. bought a seventeen dollar right. pink Cadillac. Right. I got to keep the glass. Yeah. But <laughs> but it goes. It also goes back to the point too, where it's there's a lot of. People spend their money in other ways. Like a guy that I, I laid off the sauce a lot this year, mm -hmm. right? People go, oh, you haven't drank. Yeah, but because you, ha you, you do spend your money in other ways. Oh, you're saving a lot of money? Well, you spend it in other ways You because you have that money right, that you yeah. didn't go blow in the night before. So the good thing about comedy is that I think this situation, like what, what, what we're all in, good comedians that make people laugh, even though they're not Kevin Hart or, or, or Louis C.K., when a person does go out and drop $100, maybe, maybe mm -hmm. it's 100 Sure. And they really liked those two or three comments, all three maybe they saw, or they liked two of the three that they really saw a lot. They got, they, sometimes they feel like they got more than their money's worth because they just found somebody they never even heard of. Mm -hmm. And they come up to you sometimes after the show and you're like, well, you're really funny. I'm going to start, I'm already, I'm already following you on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. It was really funny. When's your next show? Do you have a CD out? They start asking you these questions about like your appearances and when they can see you again. And you mm -hmm. sometimes, sometimes when, you you think when you add it all up like a night for somebody last night that a guy might have went out with a girl because he wanted to be with her and she was in a devil's outfit but at the end of the day what was his experience after dropping three hundred dollars on a Halloween night and he gets nothing from it a dry sometimes, hand job yeah sometimes people at the end of the day come home and even go you know what that yeah it was yeah we dropped a hundred bucks tonight but Bartnick and Lawhead were hilarious I mean I I can't wait till that guy's CD comes out we got to go see those guys again so sometimes there's actually a a, a more of a I, I think people are really on to it, man. I, I really believe that all the garbage that we're being fed on television, sure. all the overpricing of entertainment and anything, if you want to go bowling at these you know, these high-end stores, if you want to go see uh, Billy Joel for fucking $800 right. a ticket, if you want to go... The Lakers, who stink, their cheapest ticket's $175 to go see these people. Jeez. I mean, you know what I mean? So it's like... <laughs> At the end of the day, even at still at 20 and a couple drink minimum getting hit up, if you give them something that they yeah. like, I think they're back on board, man. And I think they're going, this ain't actually a bad, you know. Yeah, you know, well, you really put it into perspective, like, take man. Take a shower. Yeah. Look you like say, you yeah. give a shit yeah, then. Exactly. Oh. That, that, that's one thing that just irks the shit of me when people look like, uh, they look like I do right now. Yeah. yeah. And it's Saturday night. It's like 8 o'clock show Saturday night. Look, you don't have to look wear like a suit. You, care. you don't have to wear a suit, but look better than the audience yeah i didn't yes. say i didn't say wear a suit i just said take a shower yeah <laughs> just look, <laughs> take a shower. Yeah. look good like, yeah. like look 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 like you thought about yeah look like you, look you care like. look like you're getting up in front of 300 people yep don't don't roll in and yeah no i they, i read this guy read, amish yeah. 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 you ever see a comic where you're like this guy amish is this guy even allowed to use a microphone no, he's just he just that's his look you know you're like yeah. uh you you know what going back to your point about yeah you really shined a light on that because then just to add to what you're saying about them getting, yeah, it's a, let's say it's $150 for the night. They find Jason Lawhead. They find Jason's podcast. That's I think it's free. Mm -hmm. It's probably yeah, of free. course. You free. know, then you get that much content over. So it is more yeah, of an there's investment. There's a residual follow right, through with right. a person because you really are investing. If you're a fan, if you really go, I really like Joe Bart. Mm -hmm. I mean, that guy makes me laugh. Dad fucking hockey, Betty Dunn, or that other thing. And then you go tune into his hockey puck off, and you go, mm -hmm. God, that this is a great podcast. Yeah, yeah, there is. There is a back end to that. What everybody did last night, there's not no residual to that. Right, right. The only residual to that is an STD. Yeah. Or maybe if you're lucky, at least you got. If you're at least you got something. At least you got something. But still, I'm saying, really, at the end of the day, is there's no like. I mean, 
what are you going to be like? Oh, I can't wait to go look online at that freaking uh, devil's costume. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing. So that's money spent. No, it's yeah, just kind of like, of sense. oh, and I, and I feel like we're almost like a timeshare for people. In yeah. a way. You know what I mean? Like, if they really like you and they may have come out and, and spent 50 bucks to, for two tickets and had to spend a little bit extra and everything else, if they're going to come see you again three times a year because they, they can't wait till you come back to their city or something, you're kind of like a little timeshare investment for it. It's like, hey, this is good. You know what? There's three times in a year we're going to spend 100 bucks to go yeah, see yeah. Joe Bartnick, and this guy's going to make us laugh. But we're every not going to sit on the couch because somebody jerked off on it already. <laughs> <laughs> it's a timeshare. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> Yeah, don't bring the bring your own sheets. Bring the bring black. your own sheets. <laughs> bring the black like the bar. Bring the black like the Bartnick set tonight. No, but 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 we're kind of like that. It's like that almost a sense. mini investment in a way where they go. I'm a fan now, and I want to see this person again. I don't mind spending that kind of money. I know where my money's going. They they, yeah. they, they they can do the math now. They can go. Yeah, we'll spend it. Now. Yeah, yeah. That's um, that's smart, man. You're you're right. That put it that puts it in perspective. And, and, and then I, I think, try to. I think it's building momentum. I think live stand up. The more I'm seeing, and I I just feel like. Um, you know, uh, and to get back to Joe's point uh, earlier, I think some of these clubs, even though there is that danger of that big corporate machine spewing out too many uh, watered down drinks for sure. too high of a price sure, and too sure. many big of a ticket or whatever, and you want to be careful of that. And I, but I still feel like there is a there is a, a shift where all these other and where they used to get greedy and put ten guys that stunk on a show mm-hmm. because da da da. I think there's more of a shift of the going away from that. Now, there's always going to be those shows sure. where there's guys that shouldn't be up. Or right, right. Or there's a, somebody's taking advantage of somebody. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a shift in a sense where I think more clubs are wise and I'm going, this isn't, this isn't what we want to deliver to audiences because people are coming through the turnstiles. We've got to start giving them better comedy. Now, we'll give them guys they never heard of. Yeah. Let's give them funny but guys. We'll give them funny really guys. Really funny guys they've never heard Listen, of. Listen, just because you never heard of them doesn't mean it's not funny. Exactly. But a lot of times they're just giving you seven to ten guys. That I always say it's like baseball. Aren't. Like I'm like a triple A guy, and you know I've had my cups of coffee. Yeah, yeah you've been I've called been, up in I, September been, many times. I've been called up many times. And I, I, I've gone. With, I've been on the main. I've gone. Oh yeah, I, you were I, on I've, the opening day roster yeah. a few times. I broke exactly. camp. I've, I've, I've broke <laughs> camp. But in the end, so it's like you know I'm a really I'm just you know I'm a really good baseball player. I'm better mm-hmm. than everybody else. I'm yeah. just not, you know, a household name. Hank right. Aaron, you're not. You haven't. You haven't signed up more than a two year deal. Yeah, you know what I mean. You're, you're never longer on than on a two year. Yeah, deal. you see me more in the transaction wire than you do on the front page. Exactly. You're you're involved in a lot of three player deals. There are a lot of three team deals. Um, that's I think funny. I know what you're saying. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so you're not a baseball you know, fan. Just being like you know, being like that guy that's like really good at something, really really good at sure. what he does, and a real good professional, and um, you know. Not being a guy when they turn on the TV, going, no, he's on Sports Center, but he's about yeah, like but the guy on, that plays you know, the, for the Albuquerque, whatever, the number, right fielder. Yeah, he's the best right fielder, other than maybe thirty people. Uh-huh. I'm not saying I'm one of the best thirty people. Right. You know what but, I mean? But you know, what he's I mean. a better baseball player than everybody in the stands. Right. Exactly. Like I'm funnier than everybody in the stands at the exactly. Event. You know, exactly. somebody said that to me early on when I used to get really nervous before going on stage. He's like, just think about it. You're funnier than everybody in the That's audience. That's a great way to looking at it. And you know what? Even if I wasn't when I was starting out, I, in my mind I was, and sure. that gave me the confidence. Yeah. It's yeah. funny what make, gives you confidence. Like uh, a friend of mine, Mark, one time told me years ago, he's like, you're funny, man. You just got to relax. Mm-hmm. And it's like that changed everything for me. Yep. And it's like... Relaxing? Yeah, like not being. I was never nervous about being on stage, but mm-hmm. I don't think I was relaxed on stage. That's two different things. Yeah, somebody told me a long time ago when I was nervous for starting out, and they were like, "Dude, you're funny. 
you know how to be funny. Mm-hmm. I do go do both of those things up there. Yeah, like it was kind of like I was I was provi- uh, preventing myself from knowing how to be funny and being funny right. because that was so much in my brain. They were like, you are you have those two things. Yeah, you, there's gonna be jokes that don't land, but just go do take those two things of being funny and knowing how to be funny. <laughs> Put them together and do it. Yeah, just go do it. Now and the and silence is fun. The silence is fun. The silence is. Fun. I remember I watching. So uh, what's his? Oh, I can't think of his name right now. David Feldman. Oh yeah, used I love to David do, Feldman. Used to do more with silence than anybody. <laughs> it was like watching a. It was like watching a guy throw pizza. He would take the silence with like the dough. Yeah. Oh nice. He just spin the silence. This guy's full of great and uncomfortable. This guy's full of great analogies, yeah, man. This guy's a man. Except for the baseball yeah, stuff. Except on <laughs> except on SATs. <laughs> <laughs> so where did you, where'd you get started? Sorry, Jay. Cleveland. I started oh, okay. out in Cleveland. You know, I'd always Wait, wanted what? to do stand up, but. What's the club? Dayton. Hilarities. What's the club in Dayton? Uh, probably Wiley's or the Joke oh. Box or no wait Dayton. Was is, it Dayton? Well, there's a funny bone there now. Was it funny? There's bone. a fu- like a new funny bone that's there, been there probably six seven years. There was a Wiley's that's been an old you know. Yeah, it wasn't wet, maybe it like, wasn't Dayton. Uh, Dayton. What are some other towns in Ohio? G- yeah. Toledo, <laughs> Toledo, Columbus, the funny bone. Oh, Columbus. Columbus. No, uh, Cincinnati, go bananas. No, what used to be across from a street uh, strip club? No. That's every good comedy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, I haven't been, I haven't been to Ohio in like 10 years. Easy. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. So I started years. out in anyway. Cleveland up there at a place called Hilarities, which is a great club. It's sure. Like a, it's like an entertainment venue. It's got a you know big restaurant. It's got the comedy club separate. They got the martini bar and a cabaret. So he's a multiple kind of showrooms. Oh, very cool. Multiple showrooms, a couple different bars and stuff. So, um, and it's right down on the main street. You know, they had the big welcome home LeBron the other night. With the home opener, it's right down on like the main corridor street of where everything's happening by the arena. So it's in a really cool district where you know the celebrity chef Michael Simon has a restaurant yeah. on the street, and there's a lot of things going on. It's on the street. In it's Cleveland. on the street in Cleveland. There's like yeah. one street that there's life yeah. On. There's literally two streets, and this is, this oh, is the right. best one. Yeah, exactly. Who's, so LeBron plays for Cincinnati? No, Cleveland. Cleveland. I okay. love it. I love it. You don't know anything about it. That's and great. I'm not bullshitting you. No, at that's all. My listeners know I'm not bullshitting you. At all. You know he may someday. Okay. And they don't even have a team. But the way his track record is, is he could go to. I'm taking my. Talents to Kentucky. Yeah, I'm taking my talents to the levee. I will. I will say what I did learn about uh, uh, baseball this year. Uh, and I, first of all, I learned that you're a San Francisco fan. No, no World Series. No, no, I was just thinking about. I was hunkering down, thinking about going to the World Series just because I'm a fan of sports. Okay. So I was he, thinking like we were going to do this like, last ah. Saturdays, but he wanted like, to go. To the but game. you were in San Fran, I believe, last Saturday. Anyway, where was I last Saturday? Weren't you San Francisco last weekend? Or no, no. I don't know. Anyway, I learned that because I, as I was sitting at the bar at the comedy club on Wednesday night with Graham Elwood, realizing, oh, I'm up against the seventh game of the World Series tonight. But then I learned that L.A. Dodger fans hate San Francisco so much they didn't watch the game. We had a packed house. Yeah, there you go. Isn't that funny? I was like, isn't that funny? Yeah, they hate. They didn't want. The last thing any Dodger, any L.A. person wanted to see was this Giants win that game, and they they, so they're better off not tuning in. Yeah, I was like, and then uh, we had a packed house. It was awesome. That's awesome. Great. And I watched uh, the last, I don't know, three minutes of the game in yeah. the green room, I guess, exciting when the guy weather. dropped the ball. Unbelievable. I'm like, if baseball was like this, every play I would watch. Yeah, it, it was an exciting series. It is. That was, none of the games matter. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> 162 of them spread out over 30 teams. It They're all like that. October's They're all the same. Yeah, it's yeah. just like seven of them matter. Oh, okay. And the whole, and the whole other 4,000 just don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And October's always good. So yeah. you, you know what? I recommend. Don't worry about watching baseball in the regular season because there's, like he said, too many. But next October, get yeah. invested. Right. You know what I mean? Sit down and start watching the early rounds because all those games are like that. The high intensity and the skill level is amazing. I love. It's kind of the way I watch basketball. Yeah, the last two minutes. 
Yeah. Well, that's how you say. Forty. The first forty-four minutes are unwatchable, and the last four minutes take forty-four minutes. Yeah. It's it's unbelievable. That's how I change basketball. I give everybody a hundred points in two minutes on the clock. That's exactly. That's it. <laughs> that's, that's all that's you need to do. You know what I mean? Two guys average a double double. One, you know, yeah, yeah. You give their like big stats out to the, you spread them out over the five. Couple felonies. Couple felonies. Give them all two felonies. <laughs> Each guy's got a paternity suit. Yeah. In, in, Seven in, kids, in four <laughs> wives. I will say this: I love to go watch baseball games. Oh, me too. I can I sit at the ball it. yard every day. Oh, Even yeah. my wife gets drink that. beer, she and watch the those games. I love it. Be outside. Drinks the paper. She does. She used to go. We used to go to Pack Bell or whatever they call it now. Yeah. And she'd always bring the paper. Mm-hmm. She loved the hot dogs and the beer. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like going to the park, and then there's some guys just out there playing. And you know, the pitch sometimes in between the pitches, it takes two two minutes. He's rubbing them, and you can you can you can look around. You're outside. I love it. I don't watch baseball on TV until October, uh-huh. but I could if I could go to the ballpark sure. every day. It's like golfing for me. I love to golf. Mm-hmm. If I had a disposable income and I didn't have to worry about what was coming next, and I had everything. You do golf every day. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> About it. I, I got to tell you about the comics I, open I, then I, after I, the I show. The uh, no, you know one thing is this is road stories. Uh, I love baseball on the radio, and one oh, thing about when like you're it. driving late at night home, especially when I was a Bay Area comic, KNBR runs all the Giants games uh-huh. from midnight. They start them over again. So from Seattle to Denver to Arizona, you could always hear the game right. again when you're driving at night. Right, John Dude. Miller. Yeah, it's the best way to just relax. It's I like, love baseball on the radio. You get so bored. Even listening sure. to the best music, you get bored. But baseball game is like, it's, you're going to listen to It's like a book on tape. Right. You're just going to listen to it. It doesn't know. happen so much, but when I was first starting out and used to have to like share rides to Sacramento or UC Davis or Vegas or whatever, and you have to be paired up with another comic who loves sports. Oh, they hated me. Well, yeah. <laughs> they were Why just, do you not? Well, you know, I remember one time. They were like, just bumming, man. So did you see the game? Nope. This nope. guy, uh, I worked with a guy. He actually had two heart attacks out of Portland one time. We were on a triple run, and he, he did the driving, so it was kind of his deal. But he used to listen to books on tape. Yeah, which is the worst because then I'd like fall asleep for like two hours, then wake up, and that'd be the asshole. Like, so can what you, can you rewind? <laughs> can you rewind that to chapter like four? The, like the wife when you rent the movie and she falls asleep yeah. for the hour and she wakes up. So where is it at? What are you waiting to fucking sleep for? Exactly. Leave me alone. I mean, it's the best exactly. part. You wake up for the best part. <laughs> exactly. Nah, yeah. I can't do. I tried books on tape too. I can't do books on tape. I podcasts are my, especially when I work Vegas. I drive it. Yeah. It's yeah. two podcasts out, two podcasts back. Yeah, no doubt. There was a great comic, Scott Genovese, that used to say. Uh, he used to have a joke. I'm going to do the joke. He's like, a bowls are either a noun or it's either like a bowl or an instrument of time. Like, how long does it take to get to Tahoe? Four bowls. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, who does that joke? Scott Genovese. That's funny. Uh, Four he's now bowls. Now he like, has a real job and he's a, he's a, good, he's a good dude. Uh-huh. Uh, he used to be a drummer in a band. He was one of those really talented That's people. That's a funny oh, joke. That's cool. Yeah, it's funny how you run, the guys you start out with, or he was a little ahead of me, but all those guys, you know all their jokes still. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt. You know? Oh, sure. There's no doubt. There's like a handful of comics that I can do their act because you just are around them so much and you know them as a person. You just hear the joke. You hear the joke. You ever run into somebody who you started out with who like is no longer in the biz and they've been out for a while and they haven't seen you? I ran into my friend Sam Wolfson mm-hmm. down Santa Monica the other day and we're talking. He's like, oh, man, that joke you used to do about blah, blah, blah. 
And I'm like, I did that joke twice. Like I didn't, you know, yeah, like they, people something. remember the weirdest, like, oh man, like, yeah, yeah, I did that joke like a handful of times. But you're around each other so much. He was probably there the three times I did it. Yeah, I did. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I was in San Diego recently where I spent some time after I spent like four years in Cleveland. I went to mm-hmm. San Diego before I moved to LA and cut my teeth in that scene for a little while. So I went back there last Wednesday, Thursday to do two nights at, at the Madhouse Comedy Club. And uh, I had some people come out that, that knew me from the back end. And um, year, years ago, I did this press conference bit. And mm-hmm. I only did it probably a, half a dozen to ten times. It was a North Turner after a bad game that they got. You know, it was like kind of a fresh bit. Sure. It was uh, high news on Center, And I did this going off on a press conference bit. Like, you know, know what, 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 a coach would, <laughs> what a coach should be like at a press sure, conference, sure. right? What he goes on. And yeah, these people came up and they're like, oh, we were hoping to hear the press conference bit. And I went, I didn't even fucking remember I did that bit. Like, yeah. they came, you're right. You go... Wait, and I had to go, what? And they're like, you remember North Turner, that fumble? And I was like, oh, my God, that was like five years ago. And I only did that bit over like a two-month span right. because it was like kind of just in football season. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I was like, wow. That's fine. That just reminded me, of, uh, I was at a party last year, somebody my wife works with, and somebody was there who had seen me. I, I did, I'm on my second round of stand. I did stand up for a while. <laughs> you say your second wife. I'm on yeah. my second wife. <laughs> second wife. <laughs> Don't tell the first one. Don't tell the first one. But I took a few years off. Uh, okay. And then I got back into it. And uh, so last year I was at my wife's friend's party, and this girl saw me locally in town. I was like, "Oh my god, you, you're standing. I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." She's like, "You did this one joke," and I used to have this joke about clamato, which is the tomato right. clam juice thing, which worked. Three times, I think, out of let's say a hundred times, I tried. But it. you liked it, so you kept doing I it. I kept trying to find it. I kept yeah. trying, and I tweak it. And she's like, "That was so funny." So she saw one of the three times it worked. That's hilarious. And she remembers that bit. And even to this day, it's still in the back of my head. I'm like, if I could just fucking rework, I know it's in there somewhere. But well, there's a lot of jokes, it. not a lot, of jokes, but there's a lot of jokes like that, like you couldn't get away with like three years in. But mm-hmm. now you can just get away yeah, with you know, you know, it's like Darwinism. You just know how to survive it better. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah, you yeah. Can just tell this. It's the same uh, meanness or the same level of it. Just it just works now. Yeah. Whereas before it just wouldn't work. Your voice wasn't there. The you know what I mean. I I I've, meaning that I've pulled old jokes that I never worked when I was starting out, and I've recrafted them because they were about my mom or dad. Right. But they weren't delivered well or or, or polished but now as a comedian that has had to do that with so much other material Mm -hmm. to get me to where I am I've been like I'm gonna fucking say that I'm gonna bring that old bit out and just retell it into the comfortableness that I'm at now yeah. with my professionalism, and and now some of them work. Now they don't always do, but you sit there and go, "Fuck, this thing works now." I, Seven, of, eight years later, one of my favorite jokes I'm doing now, I'm putting on my next album. I it was I wrote early on, and I could never make it work, and I could never make it fit. And now, uh, I you know I do a lot of shit about being a dad, obviously, and it just fits perfectly. Right in there, I retagged it, and now it's one of my favorite jokes. Yeah, that's me. I wrote it like ten years ago, I, and I and I could never get it to work. My Amazing. first, my first ghetto CD, the ones that like burn and put the sticker on. Yeah, that has my uh, has your that, paper number on. Yeah, it? <laughs> <laughs> that has my um, it has a bunch of hernia jokes. Uh-huh. So I had a hernia then. Oh right. Now I have a hernia again, and I want to bring them back. <laughs> So people, so people listening, like I really do have a hernia again this time. That's right. Like funny. I haven't made him up, you know. Oh, that's, that's hysterical. Funny. That's ah, funny. I see CD number two, hernia, hernia yeah, two. I went, I went ghetto CD, ghetto DVD to the to the real one, the shrink yeah. wrap one. Like the, I just wanted, I, I, I mean, I, I was happy with just shrink shrink wrap. Sure. Like just yeah. opening the shrink wrap, like ah, yeah. I'm not like 
Oh, hold on. Let's. Oh, that one's bubbled up. Let me give you another one. <laughs> hey, if they don't work, I'll give you your money back. That's hilarious. That's. And where can we get these uh, CDs and DVDs? Uh, well, the other two are kind of like you, you'll have to go to Amoeba. Okay. Get the first two in the used section. Someone gave <laughs> funny. Someone REM monstered the, it back in the, in the ma- manager special box. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the other uh, the, the, regu- the regular the one salute uh, was put out by All Things Comedy, and if you want the real CD, you go to CD Baby. Okay. Or if you didn't, even if you want to download it, you go to CD Baby, and that makes it a lot better for me. Okay. Um, if you just want to be like everybody else, and I, I, and I still love you, mm-hmm. it's on iTunes. Okay, sure. And Amazon. Can you go to Joe Bartnick and get a hard yeah, copy? Yeah, JoeBartnick.com. Yeah. Sign it? If you come to any of my shows, I'll, I'll sign it for you. If you just email me at Joe Bartnick at Hotmail, I'll, I'll send you one signed and everything like that. But, uh, All right, cool. Uh, I, 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 I recommend you go see him live and get I recommend one because he's fucking hilarious. Right. And then... He's one of the guys. He's one of the funnest guys to meet after the show. Yeah, like I can see when you're a comedian, you're not them, right? You're right. Th- you're that like, like you know, I make people laugh, but I don't know if I'm always the greatest guy to meet after a show. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that I'm a bad guy. Some people have that. Sure, you know what I mean. It's an effortless thing. Joe has that. Like, come up. He signs the autograph. He takes the pick. Like, he's just without trying, he does it perfectly. Right, Sometimes right. you sit there and go, God, I wish I was as. I wish I could do well, that. Well, thank you well. for the compliment, but I really no, I wish I could just. But I really well. feel like, well. Want a, a, I love to drink, and sure. I usually have only had a couple, so I'm ready for about nine. Right after yeah. the show, yeah. <laughs> after the show, and um, also like I really, 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 um, I'm happy when people want to. I mean, I, and I just see these nice to sell, but I mean, like, just really happy right. to take the picture. And shake people's hands. Like I'm really happy to do that. Like yeah. when you come and see me, I, and if you like this show, I'm more than happy to talk to you. Uh, you know, and, and take pictures. And, and you're stuff, great at and, it. And, and I've and seen stuff, you stuff like that. I've but if you're a comic, get the fuck out of the way yeah, until the regular hilarious. people. I've said I it on Versi's podcast too. We did this. We did this. on Versi's podcast too. I, I, you know what? I know you want advice, and I'll, and I'll, I'll give you advice at breakfast. Yeah, yeah. I just let the people who pay to see hey, the Joe, show. Hey, Joe, did you watch my? Did you watch my set, Joe? Oh, yeah. did, you, did you watch <laughs> well, my set? Here's, here's, I did. Can amazing. I buy a CD? Excuse yeah. me, ma'am. Did you watch my set? <laughs> yeah. No, here. But here's what we went through a lot on this last tour that me, Paul, and Joe did because Bill Burr kind of promoted it for us. Sure. We all opened for Bill, different venues for different uh-huh. times, singularly. And then Bill was like... I remember reading that. Yeah, and then Bill I'm was like, hey. Thanks, comedy also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Bill was like, hey, guys, you know, put, put, put you guys should go together. So we, you know, worked we're it out. We're all friends. We'll have a good time. Yeah, we'll yeah, sure. have a good time. It's great to be on the road with people. But in this particular tour, because we did so many different cities and different clubs, it, it was really interesting, too, the, uh, off of his point, because we would get comics that didn't go on in front of us right. in those local markets because they've been listening to Bobo's Burr's podcast and they might have jumped on ours because they knew we mm-hmm. were... So they were excited that, oh, those three guys that Bill has on his podcast sometimes, they're coming into that time. So four or five of them, every show and every market would come hang out. Like, they'd come to see sure. the three show and then they would come to the... They would literally... It was clockwork. They would come to the merch table afterwards <laughs> and do exactly what Joe was saying. Joe was just going... 
It's great. Like one time in Seattle, Joe's is like, all right, just, I mean, he literally told a guy, just, yeah, just get the fuck out of the way for like 10 minutes. I can tell you. I mean, he literally had to just be like, Dude, just, yeah, I, just go over there and we'll be, we'll be there yeah. when all these people leave. And, well, like, and they, they don't get it. They, 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 oh, they're yeah. standing right in front of you. People want to come by and Joe's just like moving a guy, pa- passing out his, uh, you know, because Joe's so great with the, the people afterwards yeah, that he's, he's just like, fuck you, get away well, from e- me. That yeah. phrase, well, uh, e- advice e- doesn't cost anything, is costing me a CD right well, now. Yes, exactly. Well, like even in Pittsburgh, I mean, it was just, just like I with the, the, on the gas show, I was selling CDs mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh. People aren't small. Yeah, like the biggest open mic in the world, just standing in front of me, going, "Hey, that was great." I'm like, I can't even see the person I'm signing. It, it, oh, what was your name? Like, I, I couldn't even see him. Yeah, it was just like you know, yeah. just some respect. I mean, like, because I will talk to anybody, but when. Trans when mer- merch is going on, yeah. Right, right. I forget where we what those people's names were. There was like a male and female in Portland that got it. They were like the bet. Those two people that we hung out with Portland, like they knew it. They knew they like just stepped off to the side. They were comics, and we did, yeah, they were comics. Do we do we just, have to wrap they, this up? So we do have to off. wrap this up. I got somebody behind me. I'm sorry. Okay, no worries. Yeah, I'm just saying they stepped off to the side by the doors. You know, waited a thing, and then after we shut down the operation. They approached us and was sure. like, hey, gay, you know, we're kind of a great show. They said, and I recognized her because she was sitting up front. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, you were up front. But that's a rare. This sums yeah. up, like the, that, but this a is rarity. a good sum up for the all-in tour. We get to Portland, right? <laughs> yeah. we, uh, we, we go, they go, hey, do you guys need picked up? I'm like, no, we're big boys. We'll get to the show. So it's divided <laughs> by quadrants, right? Portland. Portland, yeah. 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 So we're like, it's like Battleship. <laughs> but we were, so <laughs> we're like at like Southwest. Pick me up at A6. So we're like at Southwest, like, Whatever we're like, say it's just supposed to be like at north, northeast, ninth, and yeah, yeah, their fucking streets are yeah. So we're like, we're here. Where's the club? Where's the where, where's the club? So then it's like we got three minutes to get there. So we're like, oh yeah, we're the club. Like, ah, fuck. So then we call a cab. We're like, they're like, no, you're like you're at Southwest. You're supposed to be at Southeast. <laughs> so then we get in the cab. We run in and we think we're ten minutes late. Here the show started at seven thirty, not eight o'clock. Late. Whoa, <laughs> forty minutes late. Suck. That stinks. We're forty minutes late. We all killed. Right. We all killed. They couldn't wait for it. No. Yeah. They were like, it was like that crowd was so jacked up. We we went up against the NCAA title game on a Monday night. They're never right. open on a Monday. Sure. We did a one nighter at the Helium. So well over 120 in the house nice. on a Monday night, and they were in there like that final scene of Blues Brothers when yeah. they never show up. <laughs> they were like, "We want the show, we want the show." But when we stepped on the stage, they were so jacked that I think yeah. it even worked out. I think it even made the show a little bit better because awesome. they sat there kind of going, hey, "He's fucking." Guys. It was yeah. so. It was we just so funny like, though. We Elvis them in a way. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like we kind of yeah. Elvis them. It was so great though because we're like, "Okay, yeah, where are they coming?" Like, so we're like, "Yeah, yeah, just be cool. Like they, they won't care." Yeah. <laughs> Every show starts off five minutes late. Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we, we were so laissez right. about it. Like, yeah, hey, sorry, we're ten minutes late. She's like, they've been in here for an hour and twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, what? The show started forty minutes ago. She's like, people yeah. paid their checks. Oh my god. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We've already given last call. Yeah. And then, like, would you guys need anything? Like, yeah, I need a crown royal. Like, well, what do you want? No, just like as big as you're gonna give me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's the one I need. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I need <laughs> Whatever glass you feel comfortable with giving me, that's the one I need. That's but we just funny. had a blast on the time. Oh, I just thought if we have to wrap, like that sums up everything. Like that really yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're here. Plus, that's a testament to Portland. It's such a great comedy. Town. Great, I, comedy love Port- town. I love Helium. It's such yeah, a yeah, great Helium's club. really Helium's fun. The best. We got to do the one in Philly too on the tour, which oh, is awesome. the best. And, and uh, I think the two best shows were the San Francisco second show. We did two shows yeah, in San Fran at the punch, and then uh, and then Helium in Philly. It was like Helium, was like, re- it was like ECW wrestling. I mean, the crowd oh, yeah. was just Helium nuts. in Philly was like a home 
NFC Championship. Then now that you don't know anything about sports, but it was like the Eagles were playing the home playoff game. It was like it was like we were Rocky. Really, it's yeah, like, it really awesome. was. It was like Creed and Rocky were going. It, it was awesome. amazing. I it mean, is. they were I. They were the animals in the best, most positive sense you could ever give a crowd that kind of like uh, you know calling a crowd animals. Sure, yeah. This was the best way you could ever like hope for them to be animals. They were awesome. They were that sounds awesome. awesome. Yeah, that's they were great. great. All right. Well, that's a whole opens up a whole other can of worms. Yeah. So we got to wrap this up. Uh, we got all your information, Joe. Great to meet you, buddy. Nice to meet You're you. So much Murray. fun, Jason. Where yeah. can we find you? Uh, JasonLawhead.com, just like the last name, L A W Head. Um, everything's there. I got my podcast. Awesome. You can link from there to Lawheads Court, which is also on iTunes. And uh, uh, future dates are there. I'll be at the Hollywood Improv on November 18th, is, which is the closed local show. And I'm usually always getting popped in regularly at the Comedy Magic Club on like weekends. So mm -hmm. if you follow me at Twitter at Jason Lawhead, I'm always updating like when they call me the day or two before for a set. And that's kind of my been my home club in LA a little bit. So if you want to see me, uh, and you're near the Hermosa Beach area. I'm usually over there. Good for you. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, as you guys know, uh, at Murray V on Twitter, um, uh, T-shirts are uh, at Murray Valeriano Shop for the Road Stories T-shirts. And my dates, you know, you guys know I'm local till 2015 when I go back on the road. But uh, like Irvine, I'll uh, be there next week. Brea, Ice House tonight. Nice. Just, uh, you know, you're locals. And then we're back on the road on the 15th. But I wanted, I wanted to say something real quick to you guys. Um, I didn't want to do this podcast today. That's awesome. I was so neither bomb. do we. Me neither. <laughs> me neither. I, I didn't, and I was like, and then you t texted me like twenty minutes late, and I'm like, fucking Christ. And then I had a blast. It was great, so wasn't it? Thank you so much. It was much. a lot of fun, man. man. Changed my mood for the day. Awesome, and, dude. Uh, and so I get something out of this. So awesome. I, I really appreciate it. it we had fun, man. We always do. Uh, come see these guys when you're coming to the town. They're very, very funny. And thank you guys so much for doing it. Thanks, Murray. You want to know about life on the road? It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns And fees, fights, cancel flights, running with the runs Blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette Drunks in the front, making out for your set And middle acts doing blow, more missing merch Drive the rental car past another mega church Juice keys, vagina fists, your cell phone is gone One big law and order marathon